Hi, I'm Ricky. I'm bipolar. This is my podcast. I recorded this episode two weeks ago, but there were some issues and it would not save my recording, so I could not post it. I did that three times and then some stuff I'm going to talk about in my next episode happened. So this is me re-recording it uh, going on like three weeks later or so. Cool. Thanks. I'm starting menopause. Well, I've started menopause. I'm on a medication for endometriosis called Oralissa. What it does is it does not actually give you menopause, uh, put you into menopause. However, it stops your ovulation. So it also stops your cycle. And I have hot flashes and night sweats. So menopause. It's pretty rough. I was not expecting it to be so rough, uh, but I get these hot flashes that last like three minutes, but feel like they last about 15 minutes because I, my body doesn't like circulate really well. So I stay hot. I made some new friends and I know that's a weird segue because there was no segue, but I made some friends. They, I, I, I met a guy on a dating app. And I was super not ready to meet anyone or trust guys. And he, uh, well, in the most platonic way, he swept me, he swept me away. He's such a good friend. And he's so easy to get along with that he, in invited me and introduced me to meet his roommates who were two of his best friends and I've hung out with them and they're the new people the three of them they uh the one woman who lives with them uh Ray she dyed my hair and she made us dinner and all we had to do was run out and pick up cheese and Gage just knows little bits about everything. They have such a fun, caring energy around them. And Travis is one of the sweetest guys I've ever met. And he, like all of us, just wants to be loved. And I'm not in a place where I can handle dating anyone or doing anything. But it feels so nice to just have a friend. I. Okay, so talking a little bit about this now and a little bit after my happy place, uh, I have vaginal pain and I thought it was because of endometriosis, but it might be something else because it's in the tissue, not the muscle. Um. And it's very confusing because there's just so much going on with my vagina that it's a lot to handle. Um, before I started dating Brandon, shortly before, I was raped. And I thought I was past the trauma. I thought that because I was able to have sex with Brandon, that I was past the trauma. But it took me a long time to be able to have sex with Brandon and to 
trust Brandon and not trying to push him away. And I guess I just got used to Brandon, so it wasn't as bad. And it, it was still hard at first, but I disassociate when I have sex because of the first time I was raped, which was five years before and now seven years ago. Uh, disassociate every time I have sex, and usually it's just a partial disassociation. I'm not, I'm just not in my body, but I'm still around versus a complete blackout, which did start happening with Brandon. And that's not Brandon's fault. That's my trauma response. And I did not understand all of this being part of the trauma, but after Brandon and I broke up, I started trying to date some people and I started mistrusting guys and I started, I just, I couldn't meet new people without freaking out. But also I could not hook up with anyone and I didn't want to, which I'm going to talk about after, but because of the fate, the first trauma, I could not have my neck touched and I still can't. And I started fucking everyone that moved, or at least everyone I could fuck. And this time I feel like I can't. I had a transvaginal ultrasound and I didn't know it was going to be a transvaginal ultrasound, but I was freaking out because it was painful, like I said, having pain in the vagina. And the person just didn't care. They just kept jabbing me. But, and they were fast about it, just trying to get the best picture. But it re-triggered me for days. And I ended up in a mental hospital, which I am going to talk about in my next episode. It was very rough. Um, not the hospital, but going through being triggered. And there was a lot that we talked about in the hospital in my trauma group about dealing with the trauma. But before I get into more of that, uh, my happy place this week, the Saturday before I went into the restaurant, Liz and I got dinner and then we came home and we crawled in my bed and we watched Broad City for a couple hours. Um, pajamas. That was my happy place for when I recorded this. It's being in bed with her not giving a shit and watching Broad City because Broad City isn't fucking amazing. Uh, we joke that I'm like Alana and she's like Abby because my Hebrew name is Alana and also, yeah. Um, and that, uh, we're like them except they are somehow more dysfunctional than we are, or less dysfunctional than we are, but super like a lot more codependent than we are because we're not as codependent as we even used to be. Um, 
it took me a long time to be okay with the fact that I am not able to have sex right now and that I don't want to have sex. And I know that when the time is right, I can start working on that again. However, right now is not the right time. And I am okay with it now, but it took me a minute because I want to be okay and I want to want to be with someone. I just don't. Um, the first time I was raped, it was very black and white. It was very easy to see that I was not, I didn't do anything wrong. That it wasn't my fault. However, the second time, it didn't feel like that. Because it started out consensual, and then I screamed and screamed for it to stop, and it didn't. I'm sorry, trigger warning. I think it's okay that I don't want to have sex. Because I need to deal with the trauma, and I even i am thinking of stopping dating for a while. So that I can work on me. And helping with me. And me being okay. I think a lot of when I'm talking about this episode. I mean, vaginas, obviously. They suck so much and yet they're so enjoyable. Consensually. But everything sucks. And I didn't want to be touched for days before I came in here. Like people hugging me. And I felt wrong that I felt upset and didn't want to be touched. You know there's something definitely wrong when you feel wrong about having boundaries. When they're good boundaries. Boundaries are really important. I'm not great at setting boundaries and when I do have boundaries, I have a hard time enforcing them. Not because I don't need them enforced, but because I don't want to hurt someone else. But boundaries are really hard for me. So I feel like when I have to tell someone, okay, I don't want to be touched right now that they're going to think, oh, well, she's just a massive bitch. I can be, but as a whole, I'm not. I started a writing project after I was raped, before I met Brandon, where I wrote a letter to my dad, who in my head was dead, on the couple months before I turned 40. And it's a letter to him about what my life is like. And then it was 15 years, now it's 13 years. And I think I did it because I needed to create a little bit of hope. And my dad, when I broke up with Brandon, told me, that if I need to find myself, which I did, 
to read my writing, and I found some things that really helped me. And one of the things I found was this short story about my life, or how it could be. So I started writing a bunch of them. I have 10 now that are complete, and uh, two that I'm working on right now. There are going to be 19 stories and one letter to myself at the end. I already wrote the letter to myself. So 20 altogether and 10 are done so far, including the letter to myself. They're all written as letters to people, and each is to a different person, and each is a completely different future for myself. Something completely unique and special, and they're all realistic. They've all got good and bad in them. Because life isn't all good and life isn't all bad, but it's how we handle everything, I think. But they range from different jobs, like an English teacher and a drama teacher, to a pot store owner, to a writer, to a stay-at-home mom. I've got stories where I'm married or widowed or single, never been married, and bunch of different other options for that engaged yeah and kids various different kids and it also talks about my family and what my family is up to and for some reason I when I started writing these I started just to give myself a little bit of hope and I while I was doing it I generated so much hope because in all these I'm gonna be okay there's stuff like losing an adoption or getting divorced or my husband dying or uh, relapse that are all happening in these stories. But I get through them with the love and support of my family. And I'm titling it the Some Other Me Project. I wrote this the letter to myself on one of the hardest days of my life. It was my daughter's yard site. And I got stoned and I had a lot of hope that night. So I read it. Well, I didn't read it. I wrote it and then I read it. And as I was reading it, I realized things that I wrote that I didn't even realize I thought and felt about myself or that I want to think and feel about myself. I'm hoping one day these are all published and I'm hoping that other people draw some hope from them. They're all on the cusp of me turning 40, so middle age. And they're all about five to ten pages long. But they're really helping me. And even though I had to go to a psych hospital, I view it as a success. Because I saw that I needed help and I did what I needed to to get help. But again, I'll talk about that more. 
in my next episode, which is specifically about that. Uh, I just wanted to share a little bit of my hope with all of you. So Mother's Day has always been a rough time for me. I don't really talk to my bio mother so much. And I tend to feel alone. Well, I, I spend it with my my stepmom, Abby, who I call Mama, or fairy stepmother. She makes things happen. <laughs> or I used to spend it with my grandmother, but my grandmother is not in a way that makes it easy to spend time with her right now. She has dementia. So, this year, I asked Mama to help me and teach me how to put together my granny square blanket that I'm crocheting. I have never put one together before. I've never even done a granny square blanket before this one. Usually just continuous. So, we're putting it together for Mother's Day. Which means I have to finish by Mother's Day. But I have a whole month, so I should be okay. I am super excited. I started this blanket to be big enough so that Brandon and I, who are both notorious blanket hogs, could share a blanket without us staking it off of each other. And he's gone now, so it's a blanket for me. And I was thinking like Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor dream coat, except this is Ricky's blanket of impossible happiness. I am so excited to wear it and feel the different textures because there's all different types of yarn. It is a sight to be seen. No square is the same. Some squares remind me of stitch. Well, one square reminds me of stitch, possibly two. Some remind me of Thanksgiving, although I might not use those. Some remind me of, uh, one reminds me of Gritty, one reminds me of that Teletubby. Uh, I forget which one, I can't remember, the big yellow one. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. And me and Liz can climb under it and cuddle. Or I can just wrap it around myself and be happy. I think the other part of this is that I've worked so hard to make this blanket. And I feel a little bit anxious that it's an ending project. Which just means I get to start the next one. But I'm just a little anxious whenever I end a project. I want it to be perfect. I want it to be something amazing. Like I said, a sight to be seen. So we'll see. I always put a little thing at the end, or at least I try to, to tell people to get help if they need help. Or to reach out to me and I can help you get some help. But I, I th it was almost too late for me to get help, but it wasn't, and I did. 
I needed my time at Brooklyn to really kind of screw my head on tight again and really kind of, I'll explain more in the next episode, but if you need help, there's no shame in asking for it. In fact, it is something really strong to be able to do that. Okay. I will talk to you in my next episode. Thanks for listening.